We're going to get started. Hi, my name is Max, and this is the Power Source Podcast. It's a podcast where I talk about old school games from a new school perspective, except that's not what we're talking about today. Um, well, a little bit. Today we're talking about the main topic, which is video game graphics and how much I am annoyed by the uh, recent developments, or I guess less recent and more the plateauing of video game graphics in the recent era. Uh, but today uh, I have uh, my usual uh, guest, probably eventually going to be upgraded to co-host, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hello. Nice to nice to have you on jay and your uh video game opinions um so uh jay did you see that uh what was that game called did you see cyberpunk uh 2077 i know of it yeah what do you know of it tell me um it got really good graphics and the rest of it is shit yes essentially is that's the idea is it was in development for like a really long time and you see screenshots and you're like wow, this is so realistic and it looks so good. And then you realize that it was coded so awfully and rushed out the door to the point where it's like even the gameplay starts to affect the graphics so that it just like sucks. It looks so bad. There's like so many uh, graphical errors, like things not rendering properly or animations not playing or like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're like wank and like hang out and during the game. It's like... It's ridiculous. It's 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 it was a joke. Like it, when it, you you remember all the stuff that came that happened when it came out, and everybody was like, "This is a joke. This is yeah. comical, almost how awful this is." And it's like, you know, and, and it's like, what what got us here? What got us here? A lot of things. I'll tell you. Let me tell you. A lot of things got us here. Um, what well, uh, for starters, crunch was what got us here, which is a huge problem in the gaming industry. And uh, for those who don't know, Crunch uh, is essentially this, a lot of things that big gaming companies uh, do, which is basically just overworking their workers. So that means overworking artists and programmers and uh, graphical designers. And so basically just making people work as hard as they can for a very short amount of time to get something to, a, to the point where it needs to be. But that usually means that they have to cut a lot of corners so it ends up kind of being a half-baked sort of pie where you cut into it and it's the middle is like cold and you're like oh but it looked so nice you know so it's appetizing on the outside and undercooked on the inside like chicken you know like you're gonna get salmonella but on the outside it looks beautifully seasoned right yeah. enough uh, yeah enough food metaphors but crunch is awful and it's a huge problem um in uh, the gaming industry right now but another thing is this, like, desire for super intensive, like, graphically intensive, like, realistic graphics. Which, like, I've got to stop saying like, it's a filler word. I remember somebody used to bother me about that. But anyways. But essentially, right now in the industry, there's a huge focus on realism. But I feel like we're moving away from that. We'll come back to that later. But, uh, so stuff like Red Dead Redemption 2... Um, a lot of Call of Duty like games. I don't know any Call. I don't. I'm not a Call of Duty enjoyer. I'm not that kind of a gamer. Sorry to all my hundreds of viewers who are heartbroken to hear this, but I don't. I don't have a fondness for Call of Duty. I don't hate it either, but I just feel nothing for it. 
Um, but I do know that the recent games look really good. Like, they're... They look really realistic. I wouldn't say they look good. That's a different thing. Looking good and looking realistic are two separate entities. They are two separate ideas that need to be handled differently. But a lot of recent games are realistic. And like, did you know that in Red Dead, for them, Red Dead Redemption 2, when your horse goes into cold water, its balls shrink? This is a really <laughs> crude... This is a really crude episode of the podcast, but this is true. You can find footage of this. And it's like, who... Who was working seven hours straight in the office? Probably not seven. Who was working 12 hours straight at the office to get that coded into the game? I want to know. I want a list of names. Who worked on this? Who had to texture the horse's genitals? That's like, like, it's ridiculous. And it's like, why are you going these lengths? These are such tiny things that, that nobody notices. And it's like, sure, something is like the sum of its parts, you know? To make something look and feel realistic, it has to have a lot of small details that often go overlooked that, when missing, kind of make it feel fake. Because that's essentially how we've moved in terms of video game graphics and video game realism. Is that it's been like, you know, from like, oh man, this looks sort of realistic, and then realizing you can do more, and then realizing, oh, there's all these little details of real life that we can fit in here, you know? Like, the way somebody breathes just when they're standing there or, or you know the, the way people like blink and just kind of you know do idle things when they're not doing anything and like you know slowly bit by bit you start adding adding stuff until it becomes like a nearly like a real life simulation and it's just like man like like I, I get it like I get how people want to like push that boundary of like technology but also I really hate it I really don't like it okay you saw, you know Half-Life Alex, don't you, Jay? Mm-hmm. What do you know about Half-Life Alex? Uh, the whole thing. I watched a video of someone playing it. What was your impression on the way it looked? I thought it was pretty. Because, like, there's a lot of detail, and it's really cool to see all those details of, like, a world that probably did not have that many details. And I, I thought it looked really nice. Um... And the, the, I liked how they made more details on the creatures, like, so you, you got a better idea of how these creatures would look. So I just like when fake creatures look real. Yeah, see, because I was considering Half-Life Alex when I was brainstorming, a, well, more mostly, like, sitting angrily and, like, becoming mad about this topic, <laughs> which is how I come up with ideas, is just become enraged. But I was considering Half-Life Alex, and I was like, okay, let me go look at it again, because I was looking at other games. And then I realized that Half-Life Alex is genuinely beautiful. It may not be particularly realistic, but it is beautiful, is the thing. Is You can take nearly any screenshot of Half-Life Alex, and it looks like a render that maybe took, like, maybe, maybe like 50 hours to make. Like, okay, I'm exaggerating a bit there, but like, you know, uh, you could, they literally look like you could take a, like one shot out of source filmmaker or one shot out of like a blender render <sighs> that rhymes but like it's 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 ridiculous because it's like it's beautiful it's it's genuinely beautiful it has um like like god rays like it has like light rays and it, it, it like it has a uh, particle effects uh what else the lighting is it has ambient lighting and it's really really beautiful and though it is like limited to like one um, to one system, to the, uh, what is it, the Oculus? I don't remember which one it is, but it's one of the, the people who made its headsets, right, for the VR, and I haven't, haven't played Half-Life Alex 
I wish I did. Sorry? I think it's the Oculus or PlayStation. It's not the PlayStation. It's the Oculus because it's because Oculus is made by Valve. And then uh, I think so. No, Oculus. We'll find out later. Jay, Google this. This is your job. <laughs> You're gonna be. <laughs> Which headset did Half Life Alex come out on? Um, it was uh, but it, it but it was basically just like um. One like a a, a system specifically for Valve, like the company who made Half Life Alex, and I was thinking about it. And though like the models are ridiculously, we have a high polygon count. Um, polygon count. I probably could not run this game on my computer. Um, well, so I think, and I'm like, I probably couldn't run it, but I have heard a lot of pretty good things that it's like, not actually, my computer is just t- terrible. So it's not a very good frame of reference, but it's like, I got to slow down when I speak, but, um, essentially that it's not as graphically intensive as you think it would be. And that's kind of because of Valve's like importance when it comes to quality, uh, because unlike a lot of other game companies, they don't put out like a game every year or every two years. They literally went, like, you know, so many years without making a new Half-Life game. And so it's, like, you know, how many years? Like, 15 years. Like, they had made other games, like, between that. But, like, uh, very but like there weren't, like, huge AAA releases like Half-Life Alex was. Um, but it, it definitely, like, has less of a focus on realism, though it is very realistic. And more of a focus on uh, making it look really good. And so that's something that I, I, I always liked about Half-Life Alex, but this might be my bias for Valve showing. This is, I am a Valve fanboy, so <laughs> unfortunately that is kind of what this is. But, you know, as an artist and as somebody who's worked with 3D modeling and, and does texturing for, uh, like, in my spare time because it's not my job, but it's like, I, I like to do texturing for, for models. That's, like, kind of my, my love, and I try to do 3D modeling when I can, and, like, realizing like how many like polygons how many triangles some models have is it it it, it may, almost makes me angry what was i gonna say but yeah half-life alex is just uh it's a beautiful game um but you know, with, with, oh yeah, that was, I already moved on from that. I got sidetracked. You know, seeing how, like, how, how heavy games are getting nowadays to the point where it's like, I can't run a lot of new games. So that, that's one of the main reasons I didn't really like video games other than just maybe watching them, like watching somebody else play them was because I could never run them on my computer. And I was like, what, you know, I never really had a passion for them because it didn't feel like something that I could even enjoy. And so, you know, there was like, oh, that's cool or whatever. But I never was in, like, I was never interested in the video game. Like, in, I just, I maybe interested in people while, like, talking about it, but, like, never in the video game itself. Until, you know, I, I, I saw Half-Life and Half-Life 2, and I got, like, you know, uh, some historical context on the years they were made the technology used to make them like how innovative they were because half-life two half-life 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 one even but both the half-life games were at their times considered to be super realistic which like really kind of you know makes you wake up and be like that was realistic because we think about it as a as new gamers and we see it and it doesn't 
They're like, well, you know, but the textures are so crunchy and it's so low resolution. And, and it's like, you know, how, how, right? But they really are, they were revolutionary for their time. They had, uh, they had shadows, they had did shadows in ways that, well, I have like two did shadows in ways that like, you know, were, was super new and it had like characters and, and it had personality and, you know, on the graphic side, it had huge like environments and environmental storytelling and, and it was like innovative. It really, you know, pushed the, pushed the industry forward and seeing how far games have come, like it inspires me. It's like, wow, technology is like advancing to a ridiculous degree, you know? But like, but like, then you see games that are, you know, trying to, to have this air quotes AAA game look, which is like hyper realistic with like ray traced graphics. And all it does is just like try to make it look super good or super realistic. But then the gameplay is awful. And it's like, we shouldn't have to pick and choose between having a game look good and having a game feel good when you play it. And, uh, you know, that's why I, I've always been a fan of older games is because I can, I can run them and they look really good. I, I think that this, like the stylization of them and even a, a lot of modern games on older engines, such as Doom, uh, I've seen games that uh, emulate Quake, Quake game, newer Quake games, uh, games on the build engines that like, um, no, Silaco, there's a game called Silaco. I think that's how you say it. If it's not, then whoops. But like, um, but this game called Silaco is like uh, made on a Doom engine. I think it might be Doom 2. I don't remember which one it is. But you see it and you almost can't believe that it's on the Doom engine because it looks it looks really good and it looks so uh, new. Like you're like, how could a game like this run on a game from like the, the, the 90s? Like that doesn't make any sense. But it's a combination of an old engine and, you know, a, you know newer uh, hardware. And so you can usually push the limits now that we have the, the like... You, you know, it's like if you have one glass of water, you can fit it into another glass of water that is also, you know, one glass. But if you have one glass of water, you could probably fit into a, a bathtub. And it's just like, we could probably get a couple more cups of this and to fill it up. So it, my awful metaphor, but you know what I mean. It's like, it's like now we can have more space to push the limits. And so Solaco does that. And it's in development currently, but it looks amazing on such an old uh, system. And so it's like, that's oh, some old engine. And so I was really impressed by that. And same with um, uh, Ion Fury, which I've talked about, which is an, a build engine game. So it's the same as a Duke Nukem uh, and Blood. And um, that one essentially, it also, like I, I played it recently because my brother has it and I loved it. I had played Duke Nukem and I played Blood and Ion Fury definitely feels the best out of those. Uh, I've, I've, I, I really liked it because it looks amazing again because they they have modern hardware that they can run it on and be able to push the limits but it it feels it feels great and it looks it's it's like if duke nukem on steroids which is the duke is already on steroids but it, it basically if you gave duke nukem a bunch of uh, drugs and pumped it up and gave it so much power and so you could um you can see how how the game has like ambient lighting and and different like like level heights and all sorts of different lights and blinkers and incredibly detailed sprites that still have like an original like the feel of the original 
and it's it's my favorite and i and i love that kind of stuff where it's like a new game in an old language essentially right so it's like trying to bring it's it, it's like it's like just trying to bring a, a new yeah a new game to an old language i think is the best way to do it where it's like yeah i, I just think it's really good the way that we're that like a lot dusk too i haven't played dusk i wish i have i need to buy it but like it is a brand new game made on it's actually made on i think it's unity i think dusk is a unity game but because of the way it's programmed because the guy who programmed is a genius right and so because of the way it's programmed dusk plays like quake like an old like a way old school game but has a modern feel to it and everybody is head over heels for dusk because of that they it's it, it and it looks really good too and so i don't think i don't think it's like the solution to like could, another important point like i'll go back to this air quote solution but like another important point is that like games since like probably 20 like 12 maybe 2015ish have like plateaued personally like i feel like sure you know games are like super graphically intensive but at some point you get to a point of realism where you can't even tell the difference anymore you, you know what i'm talking about mm, yeah they're like a lot of the games that rely on realism it's like this doesn't look any better than the last game that you made it looks the same yeah it's like okay i can see how maybe the lighting is a little different but it doesn't it doesn't feel like a, the breath of fresh air that games were, you know? It's like... I feel like having a game with... Where you're making, like, every game looks the same and has, like, similar concepts of, like, re being real-life things, but, like, in video games, like Cowboys and, like, War, um, but then, like, they all look the same. So, like, oh, we individually rendered every single character's pores and they, they have individual hairs on their like individual almost invisible hairs on their arms like real life and it's like okay that's cool um but it's the same as the last one that you did and it like instead of every game being unique and interesting they're all relying on this and then you see like so many of these triple a games are just like the same thing like red dead redemption and you know call of duty and it's like it's a triple a game but they all look the same and they all have a bunch of like bugs and stuff but then you have stuff like the new Psychonauts game and like Bug Snacks, which are both AAA games, and both of them have a very unique style and are not realistically rendered and are made to look cartoony, but they still look gorgeous. Like if you've seen some of the levels in Psychonauts 2, it's gorgeous. Um, it is like one of my favorite of the most like recent games that have come out recently. It's like so pretty, um, and it's like why can't you why can't you do fun and interesting things that look nice? And like new interesting concepts, because like the concept of bug snacks is insane, right? It's like these little puppet creatures, and when they they eat these little food animals, they turn into food. It's like it's a weird concept, right? But they still made a fun and emotionally investing game, and like they could be doing that with like these companies that are like making Call of Duty and stuff. But instead, they're like, no, we have to make every game just more and more of the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I understand. Like. I, I'm a very big fan of, like, really stylized games. Like, hyper-stylization, I think, is, like, personally, best way to go. And I really like um, 
games that maybe not try to like emulate reality but put like a style on it like so stuff like duke nukem and uh ion fury where it's like it, they look like city environments and i think it's so refreshing and it looks so bright and colorful and but has still like a gritty feel to it and i'm a big fan of that but then it's like you know like you said it's like every game feels the same or looks the same and so it's like they're making it for a very specific group of people that they know are already going to buy the game. So it's like, oh, why, you know, if we're already getting money from all these people, why would we change it up and possibly lose consumers? Because it's like at the, the very bottom line, we have to address it, is corporate greed. That's yeah. it. That's it, folks. Corporate greed. We got, you know, like that's <laughs> at the bottom line of every video game problem is corporate greed. <laughs> it's a tragedy. But it's like, you know, I may, maybe I'll have to, like, play a Call of Duty game. Well, okay, another one. You know, you know, uh, Counter-Strike? You know Counter-Strike. That's a Valve game. Yeah, I know Counter-Strike. It's where door, door stuck. <laughs> door stuck. The reference absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, so Counter-Strike uh, Source, which is where the door stuck meme is from, um, became CSGO, which is, like, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. And so that was like, you know, a reboot. And you see Counter-Strike Global Offensive, which I think came out in like, when did, when did CSGO come out? But it was like, it's not super old. But like, the thing is, I see it and I'm just like, have, it literally came out, okay, it came out in 2012. And I'm like, I don't think graphics have improved since then. Like, I see this and I'm like, this is what the new Call of Duty looks like to me. Like, it doesn't feel like we've gone anywhere other than just like, adding ridiculously small details like the horse's balls drinking in red dead redemption 2 but like just to do that for like you know either one or two people to notice it or then like somebody notices it posts it online then it's like whoa free publicity right but it's like i i really think that since like 2012 games have like the like the realism in it in games has plateaued and it's like i wish you know we didn't have that sort of corporate greed that was directing everything or else we get some really creative things but i do think that we're slow like i feel i don't know if it's just because i'm i'm, I'm a kind of green in this whole video game uh industry idea like <laughs> concept you know and i'm not a, in the industry but like as somebody who's now paying more attention to it i'm fairly new into this but like i feel like we're slowly slowly moving towards some more like creatively styled games especially because indie development is now easier than ever and it's way easier to get your game on a platform where people will play it. And so so stuff like Bug Snacks is indie, right? Did so who published Bug Snacks? I can't remember the name. Were they um, published or were they just like they're just the devs put it out themselves? Um I'm looking right now. But developed by Young Horses, which I think is an indie indie dev team. Regardless of who the publishers, I want to know. It's on PlayStation and Epic Games, so it might have been like... I don't know. It, the developers are young horses. That's how it happens. Yeah, but see, they didn't have like... Because a lot of the time what happens is like... Um, sometimes... So for example, for stuff like... Uh, example, Half-Life... Uh, Half-Life Blue Shift or like um, Opposing Force were developed not by Valve. They were developed by... Um, by Gearbox, which is a it was a d d boy development company, but then it was published by Valve, so it was put under the Valve name. Also, with Gearbox 
Gearbox's name on it too, but it was published by Valve. But something like, um, like Bug Snacks. I haven't. I actually personally don't know much about Bug Snacks. I do know a lot since secondhand. But anyways, but something like Bug Snacks, which was uh, oh man, this game looks so good. Okay, we'll go back to this. But like something like Bug Snacks, which was developed by a team like a like a group of people but not a huge company and then published on platforms like you know like steam and stuff like do you know, do you know if they got any console releases but still they're not like publishing it through another company they're on right playstation like their their initial release was playstation 5 exclusive and now they're they're on steam and other places hmm maybe like they it, have like it's like a, it's it's um it's like a triple a game like it's indie but it's like triple a I'll have to do more research on that. But man, okay, Psycho I do remember its release was a, a PlayStation 5 exclusive, and then they, they've ported it to other consoles. Is that true? I didn't I know. I don't even know if it's been ported off of PlayStation yet, or if it's only available on PlayStation or on, like, Steam. Oh, it was released on my birthday. It was revealed on my birthday, not released. That's funny. Um, but yeah, no, Booksnax looks good, and it's incredibly stylized, and it did super well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it wasn't just about how it looked, it was about the gameplay and the story, and it had good gameplay and a good story. Oh my god, the people who made Booksnax made, um, Octodad, that's funny, I didn't know that. That's also an incredibly oh. stylized, really fun game. And it's a game that people love. Like, I love Octodad. Oh, I remember like playing Octodad and seeing Octodad as a kid, which as a, you know, video game uh, reference, Octodad is you are it's like one of those games where okay, let me I don't remember how the gameplay is exactly, but is it like where you use the keyboard to like maneuver each one of your funny little legs? Yeah, it's 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 one of those games where it's like it's a physics-based game. Kind of like Iron Coast, where you have to use the keyboard to move the character around, and he's got like uh, tasks he has to do to appear human because he's an octopus pretending to be human. Um, and you have to do like tasks to appear human and try not to like reveal yourself, right? And then he has to move around and stuff. And it's like you have to move around, you have to maneuver, you have to do tasks and pick things up and move them. Um, like the game is a physics game, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming. It's, it's coming back to me. I haven't. I haven't thought about Octodad in a long time, but I remember it was super fun. It did super well, and it was really popular for like a decent amount of time. And um, that you know, so these. So it seems like these developers aren't like. They're not. They're not like completely indie where they're like publishing their publishing their games on like you know this through Steam Greenlight or like on Itch. But it's like you know they seem to be fairly like fairly indie. I'm 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 big into this, but like. Oh my god, can we talk about Psychonauts 2? I don't- I yeah. haven't played Psychonauts 2, but I have seen it. It's ridiculous. When did it come out? It came out, like, a couple days ago, didn't it? Literally, it? No, it came out a couple weeks ago, like, August 22nd, actually. It's, like, recent. Um, Psychonauts- the first Psychonauts game was an indie game. Um, it was, you know, a fun game with- it was, like, a platformer that relied on your character using various psychic powers you learned throughout the game. And it was story-based, and it was just- a, it was a good game. Right? Psychonauts 2 is a continuation of the story, and it's, like, friggin' gorgeous. Um, so I, like, do recommend watching a playthrough or playing it if you get the chance, because it's so pretty. Uh, and it's AAA now, because, <laughs> um, you know, uh, God, I'm forgetting the name of the studio that developed it, but, uh, you know, it's 
it's a big deal. It's it should be because it's such a such a well made game with a lot of personality, and you can see how stylized it is. But at the same time, it's like you like the gameplay and the world and like everything is so pretty and interesting and like there's always something new to find. It's it's a platformer game. It's a three D platformer. So you know you're yeah. So you're exploring the world. You're doing things, and then like because of the the nature of it being based on like a, a character with psychic abilities, um, part of the game, the whole premise is the character entering people's minds in order to solve problems in there and find information to solve a mystery, um, and like each because they're people's minds, each mind is an individual mind, and it's they're all so like gorgeous and individual to the character. Like the first one, the first picture that I sent. Um, is from later in the game, and it's, like, very 70s and the five senses theme. So each, each like, section of um, this person's mind is themed around one of the five senses. Uh, and there's puzzles and platforming puzzles you have to solve in order to progress to collect the final, to get to the end of the levels. And then, like, the story that surrounds it is super interesting, and Jack Black plays main character um jack black is raz no jack black is not raz but raz is voiced by the guy who plays invader zim i thought but raz was the main character raz is the main character there are other main characters he's the character he's the player character uh one of the main characters is named helmet spelled with a u and he is voiced by jack black and he sings a song and it's really great and his level is actually um very emotional and then the level that comes after it is also super emotional but it's also such a gorgeous level it's one of my favorite levels in the game and it's like very like an ocean and plant theme and it's just so pretty and one of one of the things about games that and like movies and stuff that is always something that i'm like this this is a necessity is how good the water looks because it, it doesn't have to be realistic but if the water is pretty it's like i this is getting a good uh good review from me Pretty, Absolutely, pretty major win if the water is nice looking in a game. And there's so much water in this game because water is the main obstacle. What a um, flex! The character can't. The character will die if he touches water. So, uh, there's water in like every level, and it's always it's gorgeous. Like all the water is pretty, and it it all looks different because it's designed to look like fit the environment. And then like, even when he's not inside people's minds, the world is still really interesting and pretty and then the third image is from someone's mind who like her mind is hospital themed but then he messes he like uh he uses a psychic ability to make her think about how to get money uh to think about a casino because she wants to go on a mission to the casino uh but she's not letting him and she starts thinking about the casino and then so her hospital theme gets mixed with this casino theme it gets this really cool like hospital themed casino and you have to play casino games to like beat her level and it's really it's all really pretty and fun and i loved it i like it a lot it's i'm looking at this and uh just to recap this is psychonauts 2 by the way i just just to make sure that we're we're you know just to keep up but it's like i'm looking at this Ooh, this is i might have to <laughs> i might have to get into psychonauts this is genuinely beautiful. It's got and it's story, got really good ambient lighting. The textures are God, it's so good. The second game is a lot prettier because again, it's like a triple A game from this year. 
Um, the first game still had this really unique style, and it was like an indie game. It was really unique looking. Uh, and I, you know, it has a lot of unique moments and characters, and I love the Psychonauts uh, games because I just think that they're so interesting looking, and it's such like a like a I would consider it a breath of fresh air compared to most like games that are coming out recently that are just like this you know the realistic thing where it's like it has to be real it has to look real but it's just like you can make a really pretty and visually interesting game without it being realistic no exactly like that's that's my point is like we don't need to make games that are so like graphically intensive and that like maybe like three people can run on their computers you know to to like sell it doesn't have to be so realistic and so heavy to to be a good game like like the realism shouldn't realism does not equal like good game but to get sidetracked um the developers of psychonauts 2 double fine also made a game called broken age which i remember oh, i remember that yeah which is like it's a point and click adventure game which i need to do a, i need to do something about point i need to do an episode about point and click adventure games in a bit i need to play more though cuz i love them but I like finished that game like the story but god that game was such an interesting and like well-done concept and it was it so, was so well good it so so yeah so uh yeah it was so it was beautiful it has a, like a like almost hand-drawn art style and it looks like it's like done with like pastels and it's beautiful um but like the here i'm reading it from the website is broken age is a timeless coming-of-age story of barfing trees and sim and talking spoons Bella Tartine and Shay Volta are two teenagers in strangely similar situations, but radically different worlds. The players can freely switch between their characters and their individual stories, helping them take control of their own lives, dealing with unexpected adventures that follow. And I remember, see, I didn't finish it, but it's like, oh, uh, Jack Black is also in this. Who, Double Fine is oh not God. indie then. Double Fine is not indie. Think, Jack Black is I in this, and so is Elijah Wood. I think that the yeah their double find isn't indie currently. The first Psychonauts game is indie. This one is a triple A game. Jack Black and Elijah Wood are in this game, and they play the same character. But like, it makes sense if you. I can't tell you why because it makes more sense if you watch like the gameplay. But it's oh hashtag spoilers! I'll have to. Oh my god. I need uh, now. I need you're gonna. Oh, you've convinced me to to get interested in Psychonauts. Oh, you've won it's me so over. Good everybody's been so like good. you gotta play psychonauts you gotta watch something you gotta watch a gameplay of psychonauts and i'm like oh, maybe but i haven't done it and i finally like, it's such a good story too that's just like it's a compelling story the main character is like 10 years old but it's so good his name is raz that's all i know and that he's old his name is raz Putin, but they call him raz and i think that's fun he's a fun guy man well, uh, I think this is going to be where we're going to close off for today. And uh, to summarize, essentially, personal opinions, video games are too realistic. I don't want to be in the real world. I want to be in a video fantasy games world. Video to look stupid now. <laughs> oh, where's that? Oh, there's a, there's a quote where it's like, games need, games need to look worse and cost less. I want my games to look worse and take longer to make and i'm not kidding yes it's i'm trying to remember it's like it's like i need games to look worse i need the people who made them to be paid more and i need to, <laughs> i need them to work less and i'm not kidding and it's like i don't i'll i'll put that in this do the i'll put the the full thing in the description of this because i don't remember how it goes but it's like 
that's essentially it. The video games need to look great and look stupid and, and they need to, like, I, okay, okay, okay. We have to finish this off because we're like half an hour, but like video games need to look good. They need to feel good. They're art. And that doesn't just mean like, you know, oh, they have to be super like avant-garde and like, you know, the whole, oh, the, like it feels like a movie. No, 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 no. They have to make you feel something. The video game does not have to be realistic to be a good and compelling game that tells a good and compelling story and is fun to play. It just has to, it, can, it has to look good, but the way that it looks good does not have to be realistic and more often than not should be stylized. All games should be stylized, uh, 2021. That's my hashtag, all games should be stylized. Games, okay, controversial opinion. I don't think games should ne necessarily need to have uh, a story if the gameplay and the the visual style can carry it enough. Okay, that's it. This was Power Source. I'm your host, Max. This is my uh, now upgraded co-host, Jay. <laughs> Got any goodbyes? Any, uh, you know, recommendations? Give us, give us um, your two-sentence Psychonauts recommendation. Psychonauts is really good, and the second game is really pretty, and it's fun and funny and compelling. Thank you. I think the first, that first thing was one sentence, and I think thank you was your second sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks and goodbye.